Hello, everyone. Welcome to Cody's Car Conundrum. I'm your host, Cody Wagner. No duh, right? Here we discuss everything from car news, culture, movies, stories, games, interviews, events, and so much more. Without further delay, on with the show. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. I know it's been a while since I've done one, especially especially a weekly news roundup, but that ends today. 3,300 and 36 horsepower ramp truck running over 180 psi of boost. 180 psi of boost has its dyno straps terrified. Zeigler diesel performances pickup also recorded 3,642 pound feet of torque during the ultimate callout challenge in Idaho Falls. A Mercedes CLK hot rod is an interesting idea on paper, not so great in real life. We can sort of begin to see the owner's vision with this unusual project. But it fell flat in its execution. Yeah, yeah, no, I really did. This is the... Uh, that might be the worst thing I've ever seen, honestly. Actually might be the worst car, at the very least. The worst car I've ever seen. Pickup truck driver caught unplugging Tesla Model 3 while owner was sleeping inside. The Model 3 Century Motor was able to capture the offender on video as he tampered with the charger. Several Boston parking enforcement officers accused of writing fake tickets to get out of working. Apparently, there's clear evidence of misconduct by six officers, while another six are under investigation. Forget e-scooters. Audi's partnering with a startup to make electric rickshaws out of old EV batteries. Used Audi batteries will power the rickshaws and act as power stores for solar-powered charging stations. Porsche Taycan by Jaeger, I think, gets lighter carbon body panels and fancy wheels. Would you dress your Porsche Taycan in carbon, or at least a portion of it? Maybe. I'd think about it. It'd be really expensive, though, so that would probably talk me out of it. This gorgeous 1952 Jaguar XK120 runs on electricity and uses recycled ocean garbage inside. It'll cost you a pretty penny, too, as prices before taxes start from nearly 424,000 pounds in the UK. GM, Toyota, Ford, and Stellantis urge for a $7,500 EV tax credit cap to be dropped. The CEOs of four major automakers want the 200,000 unit cap for the tax credit to be abolished. Unplugged Performance's Tesla Model S Plaid gets ready for Pikes Peak. Unplugged Performance has made its Tesla Model S Plaid race, race car even quicker. You can get yourself a brand new BMW M4 GT4 to go racing in for less than $200,000. With the roof and wing from the M4 GT3 and a straight six that makes 543 horsepower, the M4 GT4 will be ready for the 2023 racing season. Is anyone going to pay over $450,000 for this 231-mile Nissan Skyline R34 GTR? This Nissan Skyline GTR M-Spec in excellent condition is one of 366 examples ever built. I bet you someone will. This Porsche 911 Turbo S is aiming for a class record at Pikes Peak later this month. The 100th running of the Pikes Peak International Hill Climb is right around the corner, and David Donner wants his record back. This desirably modified Audi all-road just sold for less than the price of a base Camry. All of the major services complete and the shoddy air suspension is long gone. Human error at Lamborghini factory could mean your Huracan's driver's side door won't open. In the US, this affects 21 Huracan Evo and STO models built between May 2nd and May 9th, 2022. Investor sues Elon Musk, Tesla, and SpaceX for $258 billion over Dogecoin pyramid scheme. The plaintiff accuses the organizations of operating an illegal racketeering enterprise to inflate Dogecoin prices. 
That's interesting. After collecting dust in a parking garage for 20 years, it's time someone drives this 1989 Ferrari Testarossa. The Testarossa has less than 14,000 miles on it and will be sold at an auction in July. More than $1 million worth of F-150 Raptors stolen directly from Ford's Dearborn plant. Yep, the theft is just one of many that have happened throughout the year. Today is the last day to order the GMC Hummer EV before prices go up by $6,250. GM sources blame inflation for the significant price hike. Biden administration reportedly considering sending gas rebate cards to Americans. All options are reportedly on the table to battle record high gas prices. Untrained Tesla employees allegedly being used to service vehicles faster, claims report. The report says that service for Tesla vehicles is now the number one priority for Elon Musk. Facelifted 2023 BMW X5M60i won't get Big Brother X5M's sportier grille. Refreshed M Lite SUV does receive quad exhaust finishers, mild hybrid tech, and a, and a widescreen digital dashboard. World's only white Ferrari Enzo has come out of hiding and is hitting the market. This Ferrari Enzo is painted in Bianco Avis and has a Nero leather interior. What Chinese model do you wish was sold in your country? Pretty much none for me. Watch the secret BMW M2 CSL prototype happily drift its tail. BMW shares even more about the one-off 2018 M2 CSL and compares it to the M4 CSL. Miami floodwaters destroy garage chock full of exotic cars worth millions. Several Ferraris, two Rolls-Royce Cullinans, and a number of other cars were damaged in Florida's recent flooding. New Hyundai Stargazer teased as an affordable minivan for Asian markets. The entry-level minivan has futuristic styling inspired by the Hyundai Staria. A Fiat Tipo once, oh, once owned by F1 champion Nigel Mansell, of all people, could be yours. This, Itali this Italian hatchback has some bespoke features and a pretty cool ex-owner, but it won't break the bank. Maybe. McMurdy's fun-sized Spearling, or Spurling perhaps, fan car wants to break Goodwood Hill Climb record. Ex-F1 star Max Chilton will drive in closed single-seater that has more downforce than an F1 car up to 150 miles per hour. 2023 Hyundai Venue facelift detailed in India. The Hyundai Venue is upgraded with more modern styling and technology three years after its introduction. Nissan dealers cashing in on seven-year loans with APR markup. Nissan North America is letting dealers mark up 84-month car loans by as much as 1.5%. GM may try to conquer the European market with Cadillac EVs and GMC Hummer. Yeah, good luck with the GMC Hummer. The rise of EVs may prompt GM to try again on the European continent. 2024 Mercedes Maybach G or Maybach. Yeah, Mercedes Maybach GLS facelift spotted hiding subtle subtle upgrades. The full-size luxury SUV from Maybach is coming with a series of updates in order to rival the Bentley Bentayga elongated wheelbase. New VW Beetle Resto Mod revealed with an eye-watering $600,000 price tag. New V's, hopefully I got that name right. First model will be produced in a limited number of 22 units based on the VW Beetle 1303. 2023 BMW M3 Touring looks composed at the ring before its official debut. The 2023 BMW M3 Touring re recently lapped the Nürburgring in 7 minutes, 35, 7 minutes and 35 seconds. Ford opens a century of media offering 5,000 photos and brochures from its past. A digitalized collection of more than 5,000 photos and brochures dating back to 1903 can now be browsed online. We need more automakers doing this. The Mercedes-Benz A-Class holds its value better than any other new car in the UK. Somehow. 
Other cars that hold their value well in the UK include the Jeep Wrangler and Range Rover Sport. I'm surprised to hear that about the Wrangler, honestly. Porsche to pay $80 million to settle emissions cheating lawsuits. Despite the settlement, Porsche says that it has not acknowledged the allegations in these proceedings. One of the 2023 Acura Integra NFTs just traded hands for $416. The first 500 people to reserve the 2023 Acura Integra received a free NFT. Lame! FCA dealer salesman involved in an $8.7 million family discount fraud case and has been indicted on wire fraud charges. A former salesman accused of defrauding Stellantis of, of $8.7 million has pleaded not guilty to charges of wire fraud. Chevrolet offers huge discounts of up to $6,300 on both family of EVs. If you've been looking for an affordable way to get, in, to get into an EV, this might be it. More than 12,000 Porsche Taycans have screens that could go black. The Porsche Taycan software, software issue impacts the reversing and 360-degree surround cameras. Report says Volkswagen could take Tesla's EV crown in 2024. The Bloomberg report also says EVs will account for 15% of global car sales in 2025. Italian hypercar hope. Italian hypercar? Okay. Italian hypercar hopeful dreams. Hopeful dreams that their Super Fromante D D D1. Okay, I thought it was like Dion or some mess. D1 can go 300 miles per hour too. And. And Gellies, I probably got that so wrong. It's Italian, and I'm some parts Italian. I should be able to figure this out. I'll figure it out later. Automobili is showing renderings of its super, super, God, these names, super, perf <laughs> super performante D1, and it looks pretty quick on our screen. What a struggle bus I was on for that. Audi launches lawsuit against Neo for alleged copyright infringement. Would you, would you confuse an SUV called the ES6 for a sporty sedan called the S6? Audi seems to think so. I mean, if you have an electric S6, then sure, but Audi hasn't done that because it would be like e-tron S6 or something like that. So um, no, Audi, I don't think many are going to confuse that. 2023 BMW M320 laps the Nürburgring in 7 minutes and 35 seconds, setting new record for station wagons. The M3 Touring will officially be unveiled on June 23rd. 2023 Chevrolet Silverado ZR2 Bison teased. Rugged off-roader set to debut this summer. The Silverado ZR2 Bison will have new front bumpers, special wheels, and beefy skid plates. Rising material costs mean the Ford, the Ford Mach-E is no longer profitable. Building a Mach-E now costs $25,000 more than a comparable Ford Edge. Oof! That, that's going to hurt. That's going to hurt right in the checkbook. Tesla, Honda, and Waymo lead NHTSA reporting on crashes involving automated driving systems. Tesla's level 2 automated driving system has been involved in 273 crashes since July 2021. Watch the 2023 Honda Civic Type R going flat out at the Nürburgring. Honda is hinting at a new front-wheel drive record at the Green Hell prior to the unveiling of the 2023 Civic Type R. Sony's Gran Turismo movie to premiere on August 11th, 2023. Based on a true story, the movie is likely to take its inspiration from the GT Academy. Tesla hikes prices of most models from $2,000 to $6,000 in the wake of supply issues. It's the second significant price hike for Teslas this year alone, with the Model X having increased by $16,000 since, uh, since January 22nd. Facelifted 2023 Hyundai Palisade prices rise by $1,350. New XRT starts from $42,150. 
Like the Hyundai Tucson and the Santa Fe, the 2023 Palisade also gets a new rugged XRT trim. Sonda? Honey? Sony and Honda confirm new company will build high-end EVs from 2025. Sony Honda Mobility Incorporated is a 50-50 partnership that aims to blend car-making expertise with world-class telecommunication and entertainment systems know-how. TaylorMade $7.3 million Pagani Waira Cotalunga Longtail was created at the behest of two clients. 14 inches longer than the Pagani Waira Coupe, just five Cotalungas will be made, and they're all spoken for. Toyota Defense Pace of Electrification Plans says customers need options. A Danish pension fund asked Toyota to stop lobbying against electric vehicles. Nope, Toyota, keep going. Go ahead. Well, Lobby against isn't so great, but guess what? I think Toyota is about one of the few automakers that actually has their heads on straight and realize, realizes, hey, wait a minute, wait, whoa, 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 hold up now, hold up now, cool, cool your jets. There are other options, and perhaps better options we need to be investing in that don't just involve EVs. Stop leaping before you look, says Toyota, and they're right. Ferrari will limit autonomy to level 2 plus to preserve emotion. Meh. I think you've already lost it if you're going to offer that. Now, okay, let me let me say this. If it's offered on the SUV, I don't care. It's their SUV. Who cares? Stance could potentially limit appeal in market where level, three will lev where level 3 driving will soon become commonplace. That is going to be it for this segment, though. I will see you all after the break. While we take this short and elevator musicless break, sorry, I would like to inform you all that there is more CCC content for you to enjoy. For articles, videos, polls, quizzes, posts about the podcast, and even a little bit more, please head on over to my all-new Cody's Car Conundrum website. With a whole new design and all my content in one place, the new Cody's Car Conundrum website is the home of everything I do with CCC. Just go to codyscarconundrum.com to devour even more car-based content. Alrighty, everyone, we are back, starting with the parking enforcement officers. <laughs> The city of Boston says it's cracking down on about a dozen parking enforcement officers who are accused of having written fake parking tickets in order to make it appear as if they were working. Chief of Streets Jastja, I hope I got that name right, I probably didn't, Franklin Hodge told the Boston Herald that he has clear evidence of misconduct by six officers and that another six are under investigation. The scam involves officers giving tickets either to vehicles whose license, place, license plates didn't exist or to commercial trucking operators. The parking tickets then either bounced back or were handled by companies that have a deal with the city to pay off multiple fines in bulk at the end of the month and were therefore unlikely to notice an extra one or two. The officers were smart enough to not issue bad tickets to individuals who would have been likely to notice and complain about an erroneous citation. Moreover, if you got a paper ticket, it was likely issued in earnest because ultimately the fake fines appear to have been a way for the parking enforcement officers to get off work. That is, they issued the false violations in order to make it appear like they were working, even though they were skipping off. They were slacking off. That may have led to their downfall, though, because the Boston, the Boston Transportation Department's vehicles are equipped with GPS devices, making it easy to check if the officers were in the vicinity of a ticket when it was issued. The investigation began in 2021 when a shipping company came to the city with concerns saying that several of its trucks have been issued big fines in places they had never been, prompting the, invest the investigation. This breach of trust is unacceptable, said Mayor Michelle Wu. Hopefully I got your last name right. I'm grateful for the swift action taken by Chief Franklin Hodge and his Hodge, Hodge? Yeah. Hodge and his team alongside BPD, 
once they were made aware of the issue. We will work diligently to hold those responsible accountable. Franklin Hodge said that the said the city isn't aware if the enforcement officers coordinated their efforts, but has referred has referred its findings to the Boston Police Department, which is investigating. Of the six officers against whom the city says it has clear evidence, five have either retired or resigned since the investigation began. The one remaining officer is on unpaid leave, pending a hearing in the coming days. All right, then we have the EV tax credit cap. A number of car manufacturers are urging Congress to lift its cap on the 7,500 electric vehicle tax credit. The letter from the chief executives of General Motors, Ford, Solantis, and Toyota North America asked Congress to abolish the current cap, which means the $7,500 tax credit is phased out once a manufacturer sells more than 200,000 uh, 200, EVs. Mary, Bar Mary Barra, Jim Farley, Carlos Tavares, and Tetsuo Ogawa, Ogawa sorry, hopefully I got your name right, said the rising cost of cars make the credit all the more important. We ask that the per-automaker cap be removed, with a sunset date set for a time when the EV market is more mature, the letter reads. Recent economic pressures and supply chain constraints are increasing the cost of manufacturing electric vehicles, or electrified vehicles, which in turn puts pressure on the price to consumers. President Joe Biden has previously proposed raising the EV tax credit up to $12,500, but the provision that... But the provision that only vehicles made at union sites in the U.S. would benefit from a $4,500 incentive caused controversy. The president has also supported a 30% credit for commercial electric vehicles, as well as a $4,000 tax credit for used EVs. Not all Democrats are supportive of extending the tax credit. For example, West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin says it simply makes no sense. There's a waiting list for EVs right now with the fuel price at $4, he said in April. But they still want us to throw $5,000 or $7,000 or $12,000 credits to buy electric vehicles. It makes, no sense to, it makes no sense to me whatsoever. When we can't produce enough product for the people that want it and we're still going to pay them to take it, it's absolutely ludicrous in my mind. Tesla and General Motors have already hit the $200,000 uh, $200, mark and their vehicles are no longer available with the full $7,500 tax credit. Both Ford and Toyota are expected to hit the 200,000 mark this year, Auto News reports. Then we have a Lamborghini Huracan recall, actually. Picture him. You're at home on a beautiful day. Maybe it's a Sunday, and you've decided it's time to take your Lamborghini Huracan out for a spin. You go to your garage, unlock the door, pull the door handle, and... Nothing. That could be a reality for 21 American owners of the 2022 Huracan Evo and STO, built between May 2nd and May 9th, 2022. That's because these vehicles are being recalled for an issue with the driver's side door handle. According to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, or the NHTSA, also known as NHTSA, these vehicle doors were not properly assembled and the safety clip of the cable that unlatches the door when the outer handle is pulled may not have been properly positioned. That could, in turn, make it impossible to open the door using the outside handle. Never having owned a Lamborghini Huracan, I'm not really sure how it would be hard to get in on the passenger side and crawl into the driver's seat, but based on its size, I don't imagine it would be dignified, or something owners would be willing to do anyway. Moreover, NHTSA, or NHTSA, says it's a safety risk because it could get in the way of helping somebody out of the car in an emergency. They're absolutely right about that. The issue was first noticed in May during quality checks on the assembly line in, it in Italy. The company opened an internal investigation and found that the problem could be traced back to human error during the assembly of the vehicle, which helped Lamborghini trace which specific vehicles had been affected. It's unclear how many vehicles outside of the U.S. are included in this recall. 
In order to rectify the issue, Lamborghini will get in touch with owners starting on July 1st. They will be asked to return their vehicles to the nearest dealership. How? <laughs> How? They can't get in the car. Or the safety clip will be repositioned to guarantee correct engagement of the cable and proper functioning of the door handle. Another VAG recall, this time for Porsche Taycans. Porsche has issued a recall of over 12,000 Taycan models in the United States due to a software issue impacting the infotainment display. A non-compliance report issued with the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, or the NHTSA, also known as NHTSA, reveals that the main infotainment screen and secondary touch control panel may not immediately start when the ignition is turned on. As such, the rearview camera may not display an image, and the 360-degree surround view may be displayed with a flickering image. Porsche became aware of a potential issue at the end of March, having reviewed warranty cases about flickering images of the rearview camera or potentially black screens when the ignition is activated. The automaker then searched warranty data and conducted a technical analysis of the software. A total of 12,490 Taycan models are involved in the recall. Impacted vehicles were manufactured between October 21st, 2019 and April 25th, 2022. To resolve the issue, Porsche will update the software on the central computer. It will also roll out a comprehensive software update to all Taycan owners that will include the latest software version and address several customer satisfaction issues with the system. Dealers were notified of the recall on June 9th, and owners will be notified on August 5th. This isn't the only recall issued for Porsche's flagship electric vehicle. In May, the car manufacturer issued a recall for 9,570 Taycan models manufactured between October 2nd, 2019 and May 18th, 2021. In that case, impacted vehicles had a wiring harness in the front seats that could become damaged through repeated movements and adjustments of the seats, potentially causing the supplemental restraint systems to malfunction or deactivate. Porsche plans to start reaching out to customers about this recall on June 24th and will instruct owners to bring their Taycan into their nearest dealership. Repairs will be performed free of charge. And lastly, 3,336 horsepower Ram truck running over 180 PSI of boost, has its dyno straps terrified. And I think anyone within a 10 mile radius. Diesels are better known for their torque than their horsepower outputs, but Zeigler Performance Diesels spat that preconception into the trash last weekend when its Ram truck recorded an outrageous 3,336 horsepower or 3,382 PS at the Ultimate Callout Challenge in Idaho Falls, Idaho. Not that it exactly came up short on the torque front. The same dyno poll revealed the Ram was pushing out an equally insane 3,642 pound-feet or 4,938 Nm of twist action courtesy of a highly tuned 6.7 liter Cummins inline-six engine running an unholy 180 plus PSI of boost through a compound turbo setup and a generous shot of nitrous. They threw everything at this engine except a supercharger. According to the Engine Builder website, the Zyklo truck was the last of the competing trucks to be, strapped on, to be strapped to the dyno, at which point its team had 2,621 horsepower, 2,657 PS, and 3,677 pounds, or 4,958 newton meters of torque to beat. Or pounds feet of, but anyway. Ohio-based garage owner Justin Zeigler didn't quite top that torque benchmark, but he pulverized the power target and smashed the previous all-time UCC dyno record of 2,929 horsepower or 2,970 PS in the process. 
The Ram's power delivery is so explosive that the real action is condensed into a couple of seconds when the Cummins engine starts boosting and the truck does its best to climb right off the rollers, its, its brakes visibly glowing orange behind the wheels. Organizers actually cleared the stands directly adjacent to the dyno to make sure no spectators would be put at risk if one of the truck's engines decided to let go during a pull and scatter its guts all over the crowd, something that has happened before. But since the Ultimate Callout Challenge is a multi-discipline event that also requires vehicles to pull a sled and hammer down a drag strip, we also get to see the ZPD comp compete, sorry, complete an 8th mile sprint in only 4.99 seconds at 148.51 miles per hour or 239 kilometers per hour and watch another Dodge truck nicknamed Running in the Red showing exactly how to haul the mother of all trailers in this video from the 1320, uh, from the 1320 YouTube channel. It's a video that they did. As for why you'd want to torture an engine by making it pull all that weight, I guess that comes down to a mischievous human desire to make machines do crazy things that they were never designed to do. If that sounds like your cup of diesel, and you want to lose yourself in an entire hour of footage to find out more about the 2022 Ultimate Callout Challenge, check out the video below. That is going to be it for this segment, though. I will see you all after the break. Alrighty, everyone, we are back for the third and final segment. Rivian and Lucid are headed for bankruptcy, according to Elon Musk, and he recommends cutting costs quickly in the same way that Tesla seemingly has. Honda will sell you a real Civic Si race car for just $55,000. The new version of the Civic Si sounds like the perfect entry into the race car world. 2023 Jeep Baby EV Spy looks like a Citroen without the grill. The smallest member of Jeep's SUV lineup that could be called Jeepster looks almost ready for production. Toyota BZ4X, god-awful name, could get a full-blown GR variant. A Toyota GR BZ4X, with all the weird capitaliza capitalizations to boot, is being considered, but only if it lives up to the Gazoo Racing's name. Stellantis to lay off employees at world's large largest stamping plant. Stellantis has not yet confirmed how many employees are facing the sack. Ferrari targeting 60% electrified model range by 2026. Hence that next hypercar will knock four seconds off Fiorano lap record. The mark also says it will launch 15 new cars between 2023 and 2026 and confirms Puro Sogne SUV launch for September. 15 new cars in three years? That's a lot. That's a lot for Ferrari. I wonder if that's going to oversaturate the lineup a little bit. Ruin the exclusivity they've built. VW updates ID4 GTX and ID5 GTX with red and black theme, more standard equipment. The VW ID4 GTX and ID5 GTX now sport a host of red and black accents. Alpine A110 Tour de Course, or Tour de Corse perhaps, 75 limited edition honors its rally heritage. Another special edition of the A110, this time inspired by number 7 Berlinette rally car from the 1975 Tour de Corse. Tour de Corsa, sorry. I'm pretty sure it's Tour de Course, because it's not Corsa. Anyway, the Esther Martin Valkyrie AMR Pro sounds insane! The Aston Martin Valkyrie AMR Pro 6.5 liter V12 is one of the best sounding engines on earth. Just nine people will be lucky enough to own the Bonkers Zyrus, or Zyrus perhaps, Strata LP1200. This highly modified Huracan is the street legal version of the track only 1200 horsepower Zyrus LP1200R. New Jersey wants to prevent other states from collecting speed camera tickets issued to its drivers. New Jersey may prevent its state agencies from sharing license information with other jurisdictions. Sounds like they know they've got a problem and just don't want to play ball with fixing it. 
Singer's first road-going reimagined Porsche 911 Turbo has us drooling. Power output for the new line of reimagined Singer Porsche 930s starts at 450 ponies. 2024 BMW M5 flaunts its edgier design, will pack plug-in hybrid power. The M5 will share powertrains with the XM, and this means we can expect at least 641 horsepower. Solantis ready to launch level 3 self-driving cars in 2024 using Vallejo-supplied LiDAR. I think it's Vallejo. Anyway, the group's first L3 autonomous cars will use the next generation of Scala LiDAR currently fitted to autonomous currently fitted to autonomous Mercedes S-Classes. Low-speed SUV flip reminds us that the bigger they are, the harder they fall. The SUV was turned onto its side on a city street after a minor collision with another parked SUV. I'm not sure an SUV being rolled is necessarily a minor collision. Cadillac Celestique EV to be hand-built at GM's Global Technical Center after $81 million investment. The Cadillac Celestique will be General Motors' most expensive and exclusive model. Neo ES7 electric SUV debuts with 644 horsepower and up to 528 miles of range. Neo's latest EV slots in between the Tesla Model Y and the Model X. Mazda wants to tempt BMW and Mercedes buyers with new rhodium white premium pa paint. Yeah. The company has even managed to employ its famous lightweighting know-how to reduce paint thickness. McLaren reportedly reverses course, electric crossover rumored to arrive by 2030. Little is known about the crossover at this point, but it could have a dual or tri-motor powertrain. This is the secret BMW M2 CSL that almost became a reality. BMW's engineers also created a V8-powered version of the E46 M3 CSL. The child lock on the 2021-2022 the Ford Bronco might not work properly, leading to recall. Doors stamped out of spec may cause the right rear door's child lock to not work. Stellantis to host Freedom of Mobility Forum as it quits European Carmaker Association, ACEA. Stellantis is the first car automaker to part ways with the ECEA lobby group. Flex operating it op sorry, opening its first shop outside of Japan in the US, giving modern Toyotas retro looks. The company will also introduce a US-only model based on the Toyota Tacoma. Polestar 3, 4, and 5 teased as an onslaught of models is on the horizon. The Polestar 3 will debut this October and be followed by the 4 crossover coupe next year. Style-driven 2023 Mercedes-Benz GLC Coupe spied flaunting its sloping roofline. The more aerodynamic and slightly less practical GLC is ready to be unveiled. Ford recalls nearly 3 million cars over rollaway risk linked to 4 alleged injuries. A bad bushing could cause the shift cable to detach, meaning that your gear lever doesn't match the transition. Not the transition, the transmission. Fed's likely to find Tesla's autopilot causes more crashes than other ADAS systems. Autonomous systems, or semi-autonomous systems. Other automakers are reporting considerably, considerably fewer ADAS crashes per 1,000 than Tesla. AAA reportedly experiencing up to 60% increase in drivers running out of gas. Drivers may, be wait, drivers may be waiting to the last second to fill up in the hopes that gas prices fall. 2023 Mercedes-AMG G63 4x4 squared is here to conquer all terrains with portal axes and 577 horsepower. This is the last time we see a 4x4 squared with a pure ICE V8, so we better savor the moment. Californian sand dunes are no match for the 2022 Hennessy Velociraptor 600. The Hennessy Velociraptor 600 pumps out 558 horsepower and 672 pound-feet of torque, so it really should be the Hennessy Velociraptor 550. GM to focus on skills rather than degrees in hiring overhaul. 
General Motors wants to become the most inclusive company in the world. Peugeot 408 Fev crossover shows more of its design ahead of June 22nd reveal. Peugeot's first crossover fastback will be fitted with a plug-in hybrid powertrain. Citroen launches adventurous Miami? Miami? It's AMI, so I don't know. Miami buggy limited edition inspired by concept. The Miami buggy with metal doors and a retractable roof will be available in a limited number of 50 units reserved for France. Dacia's new emblem and visual identity applied in the entire lineup. It should be to the entire lineup. The Spring, Sandero, Sandero Stepway, Jogger, and Duster benefit from Dacia's new identity, gaining the DC emblem on the grill. BYD is China's second best-selling carmaker, despite only selling fabs and EVs. BYD managed to sell 113,768 vehicles in May, just behind FAW Volkswagen, or FA Volkswagen perhaps. New Skoda Fabia Rally 2 makes us wish for a homologation special that definitely won't happen. The latest Fabia Rally car benefits from a new 1.6-liter engine, producing 289 horsepower and an all-wheel drive system. Everati now offers electric GT40 resto mod with 800 horsepower, V8 noise, and fake shifting. <laughs> the horsepower is nice. The V8 noise and fake shifting sounds decidedly less impressive to me. The only electric GT40 listed in the Shelby registry, Everati's latest EV can make 110 decibels of synthetic V8 sound. <coughs> 1998 Dodge Viper GTS up for auction has two turbochargers and almost 900 horsepower at no reserve. With an output of 891 horsepower, this silver Viper GTS is one hell of a brute. And terrifying! A 98! A Gen 2! With almost 900 horsepower! Woo-wee! That's, that's scary. That's actually scary. Michigan startup will supply BMW with 600-mile dual chemistry batteries for 2023 iX prototype. The BMW iX should get 600 miles of range while using less lithium, graphite, cobalt, and nickel. All right, let's get on to the recalls, though. Parents who own a 2021 or 2022 Ford Bronco may want to watch out because the child lock on the right rear door might not work as expected. The company has issued a recall of 53,103 vehicles could, be poten could potentially be affected. The defect was first noticed in the factory in March, which when reports came in from the assembly line that certain rear doors could be opened even when the child's safety lock was set to on. Even more curiously, it only seemed to affect right-hand right doors. That led Ford's Critical Concern Review Group, or CCRG, to open an investigation into the system, which turned out to be, which turned out to be a little more difficult than you might, ex might expect. Its first step was to quarantine all vehicles and inspect them for, for the condition. It found that 1.5% of Broncos exhibited the condition at the plant. It now believes that as many as 2% may have the problem, and all of them on the right-hand rear door. The CCRG turned to the supplier of its door latches, but that turned out to be a dead end as the latches were found to be operating correctly before being put in the door. Ford kept on looking and in May found that the door latch attachment hole locations on the right-hand, sorry, on the right-side door sheet metal were out of design spec due to a manufacturing tolerance expansion. That could, if it was found, cause the latch housing and frame plate to deform when they were attached to the door, in turn affecting the child safety locks functioning. As to why it only affected right-hand doors, that seems to have come down to luck. Although the Bronco's left-hand doors were also found to be out of spec, they weren't far enough out to affect the operation of the child lock. Fortunately, Ford caught this issue before any reports from the field came in about this potentially serious safety concern. If a child can open the door when the vehicle is in motion, there is a significantly increased risk of injury. 
Ford plans to get in touch with owners about this issue starting on July 25th when they will be asked to return their vehicles to a nearby dealer and the rear door latch will be replaced where necessary. In the meantime, they will be provided with instructions on how to check that their child safety lock worked. Another Ford recall, this time though, for, I'm, in fact it doesn't say specifically, but it's for 3 million vehicles, so not good. A rapidly degrading bushing in the suspension of certain Ford vehicles has led to the recall of 2,000, of 2 million 925,968 vehicles. If the bushing fails, the vehicle may not shift into the gear the driver intends, thus increasing the risk of an injury. The recall relates to the shift cable bushing in certain Ford vehicles produced between 2013 and 2021. Its job is to attach the shift cable to the transmission, but it can degrade over time, allowing the cable to detach. If this happens, the transmission may not shift into the gear that the lever position indicates. The vehicle provides the driver with no specific chime or warning about this, though the gear indicator in the instrument cluster should be correct. Still, owners of the vehicle owners of the vehicles getting out in a hurry could easily move the lever into park without noticing what the da what the dashboard indicates and leave their car when it isn't in the correct gear. That could lead to a rollaway. Additionally, if you turn your car off when it's not in park and can't shift into that gear with the lever, the vehicle won't start, potentially compounding your problems. Ford isn't clear on exactly what causes the bushing to degrade, but notes that heat and humidity could have an impact. The company does, however, know which vehicles the bushing is in. The following vehicles are included in this recall. So 1,726,763 2013 to 2019 Ford Escapes equipped with the 1.5 liter, 1.6 liter, 2 liter, or 2.5 liter engines and the 6F35 transmission. 1,433,220 2013 to 2018 Ford C Maxes equipped with the 2 liter engine with the ECVT transmission. 439,483 2013 to 2016 Ford Fusions equipped with the 1.5 liter, 1.6 liter, or 2 liter engines with the 6F35 or ECVT transmissions. 1,700,102,000 Ford Transit Connects equipped with the 1.6 liter or 2 liter engines and the 6F35 or 8F35 transmissions, as well as 509,400 2015 to 2018 Ford Edges equipped with the 2 liter, 2.7 liter, or 2.5 liter engines and the 6F35 or 6F55 transmissions. Ford plans to get in touch with owners starting on June 27th, and they will be asked to bring their vehicles into a local dealership in order to have the bushing replaced with a new, more robust part. In addition, Ford will also install a protective cap over the shift cable bushing. All repairs will be provided free of charge, and owners who fix this issue on their own dime will be compensated. Ford is aware of 1,630 warranty claims related to this issue, as well as six reports of property damage and four reports of injury that could be related to this issue. In any case, so that is going to be it for this weekly news roundup. I hope you all enjoyed. If you did, please make sure to like the episode, share the episode, and follow the podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, please like, comment, share, and consider subscribing. And if you do subscribe, thank you very much. I really appreciate that. Please make sure you hit the little notification bell and then all notifications that way you're notified every time I upload. If you want to listen to this podcast on the road, but you don't ever want the pod being mobile app, hey, not a problem. Boot up wherever you get your podcast. Type in Curry's Car Conundrum and then choose the episode you want to listen to. I will see you all next time. You've just listened to me probably ramble about some cars if I'm being honest. 
If you've enjoyed me passionately talking about lumps of metal on wheels, then why don't you follow me on Twitter at Cody Carr, C-O-N-U-N-D-R-M, or check out my website, www.codyscarconundrum.com, for articles and other car-related content. If you have any questions or would like to become a sponsor, send an email to drtaffy777 at gmail.com and put sponsor in the subject line. Make sure to follow me here or any other platform so you don't miss out on more full throttle content. Thanks for listening. I'll see you all in the next episode.